Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Ridge Community Church Podcast. My name is John. I'm one of the pastors on staff at the Ridge, and our vision is to bring the hope of Jesus into every home. So as a piece of that, our goal each week is to bring you something that's hopeful and helpful. So subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations. Hey, everyone, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast. If you find today's episode hopeful and helpful, then please follow or subscribe and then rate and review so that more people can find the conversation. Now, if you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to give us a follow and turn on the notifications so that you don't miss any of the things we're talking about that can be hopeful and helpful for you. Now, in today's episode, I get to share with all of you a fun conversation with creative pastor Evan Schwartz. Now, I think this conversation is super valuable uh, because we're going to dive into the idea of fun when it comes to a church service. So we talk about the role of fun. Uh, if it's okay that it's not always serious, like we might presume it should be, and why it might be challenging for some people to really embrace this idea. This is my conversation with Evan. Hi, Evan. Thanks for coming back on the this podcast. I know I asked you right as you take a drink, so that's perfect. But uh, I, I felt like I was going to take a sip uh, well in advance of being able to answer the question. So good. Yeah, you, you were good just you're hoping I'd have a little. A little diatribe over here, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, man, how's it going? Uh, I am doing well, doing great. My mid-morning coffee is uh, in a fresh cup right here, and I'm ready to converse over some great stuff. I see you're rocking the Ember mug. Uh, we'll let everyone know uh, here on the pod that you and yeah. I are... Uh, constituents that's not even the that's, right word i don't that is definitely not the right word but <laughs> <laughs> we're both in agreement we both like users yeah. of uh i am behind the ember brand uh nice keep keep my coffee hot and give me a t-shirt that says that boom you're gonna have somebody send you in a t-shirt that says that um and hope so you're just gonna have to wear it you're just gonna have to rock it i will well, hey, uh, now that we've given everybody some nice entertaining radio, as they're all probably just like rolling their eyes in their car. Yeah, using um, the words outside of their context that they would typically be used in. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, well, we're talking about kind of fun today. Fun versus seriousness versus, hey, what does it look like to follow Jesus and have some fun? Is that allowed? Is that okay? Um, and... I mean, it's fun that we started off our conversation in a fun way. So, um, but I'm just curious your your overall perspective as we kind of dive into this topic. I know that kind of there are a lot of opinions and kind of uh, I think thoughts that people hold to when it comes to this topic and kind of come with their own thoughts and like what maybe even they've experienced or how things are portrayed in media about what it means to be a part of a church service or follow Jesus. And uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that perhaps you think you see things a little bit differently. So I'm curious, like, why, maybe start off, why do you think churches uh, can just be so serious sometimes? Um, I think it has something to do with, uh, for the most part, a lot of us are upbringing within a church. Uh, I think it's kind of a new thing uh, within the last 30, 40 years for churches to start having characteristics like this, being loud, uh, using lots of light, 
using hazers and fog. That's that's a new trend. I don't think the the church in Acts was uh, mm. hazers. Um, and <laughs> is that your official? That, is that your official uh, Greek historian perspective? I think we can solidly say hazers were not in use <laughs> in the Acts church uh, of yeah. the New Testament. Uh, and you know, so much of our church upbringing was probably a little bit more on the liturgical side of things. Uh, to where, you know, you were going through uh, what can be referred to as like a homily uh, within a church service. Um, the phrase. Okay. Real uh, quick. Okay. Yeah. Unpack. Those are two very like church specific words. Yeah. So somebody's listening, they're like liturgy, homily. Like what, what in the world is Evan saying? What, what does that mean? Yeah, I'll give my best on definition here. Yeah. Um, so uh, these would be. Uh, probably seen more within a Catholic church, Lutheran church background, uh, a lot of Presbyterian church backgrounds where they're a part of a larger church organization. And the top of that organization creates what will be involved in the service programming. So the reading of particular scriptures, the topics that the local uh, priests, pastors, ministers will be covering week to week. Um, that's another thing that's kind of new is having like creative local leaders, not from a higher organization involved in local churches. Mm-hmm. So a liturgy or a homily uh, would be something that people are uh, going through together within a, a church gathering. Uh, so they're very like, ordered, very structured, very structured. Um, there'd be like a lot of call and response. So leader says this, congregation says this. There's another word for you. Congregation is just a fancy mm. word for. I think most people can get that one. <laughs> people are in the church. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think for a lot of us, that is either our upbringing within uh, the church when we were kids. So that's kind of what we've come to understand. Like this is what church looks like. And if you're a kid of the 80s, the 90s, um, you know, that's that's probably what you saw a lot of. Kids of the 2000s, 2010s, um, probably saw a little bit more of like a modern look within their uh, churches. But if they were more involved in um, more like Catholic and, tr- uh, and Lutheran traditions, they probably still see a lot of those similar characteristics. I think of the phrase, uh, your Sunday best, um, mm. like that uh, connotates this idea of, uh, when you go to church, it's not like you're walking into family dinner uh, with somebody. You're not going and hanging out on somebody's back porch. Uh, like this is a holy moment. Um, you're going to do something uh, with a thought of reverence, uh, being in the presence of a living, holy God um, that deserves your respect your uh your your best posture uh attitude uh coming into that space and um i think everything i've just described probably uh lends itself toward a pretty serious yeah. somber and reverent mood 
Yeah. Would you say that's accurate? I think so. Yeah. And, and I want to caveat a little bit in terms of just like what we're talking about today, just to acknowledge that there is a lot of like benefit and there's a lot to be gained through those moments and having those mm-hmm. moments. You know, I think there's something really cool and, and uh, I think powerful about having moments that you've built out where like you do take some reverence and you are specifically thinking through like, you know what? I am viewing God as big and powerful. And I do want to give him this like particular type of honor. Um, and at times like really like remind myself that that's who God is. Yeah. Uh, and I think that there's something, and I think that there's, there's even an element to where like, if this really helps your relationship with Jesus, that is great. You know, Absolutely. and I don't think, you know, I, I, I dislike sometimes how we can be like churches get pitted against each other because of stylistic differences. Like, I don't think that was Jesus. I don't think that's when Jesus calls us to be a unified and in unity. I don't think he had that in mind that we're like, you know, uh, uh, but, and I, but, and I think you're right. Like those elements, um, tend to be more, I'm serious. Uh, uh, I'm not loosey goosey or whatever phrase you want to use for that. Like those are structured. And frankly, that's, they're probably part of their goal is to make it so yeah. that you're not seeing that way. Um, well, and, uh, to your point, um, there is no right or wrong to uh, a gathering for the purpose of worshiping God. Um, uh, God and his, his creativity has made us all very different uh, in what allows us to uh, connect and have an encounter with God, with others. Um, and uh, he's also gifted us many different means to do yeah. that. Um, so, you know, here at the Ridge, we use songs as a part of like how we gather people around the same thing mm-hmm. um, in a way that connects with a lot of people. I don't think there's ever a time uh, in any local church, uh, but probably at, at the Ridge, where you have like 100% of the people that are participating in, uh, for instance, a song that would say like, this is how I best connect with God. Like, we all have different ways that we connect with God. And I think we all experience them, them in different seasons as well. Like, yeah. we uh, are changing throughout our, our lives. And uh, so, for instance, like, I have uh, books of liturgies that I love uh, going through because it kind of gives to me uh, prayer language with God that I don't have on my own. As you can tell, I use words in the context that they don't go with. Um, uh, so, uh, <laughs> you me both, man. You me both. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all, all of that to say um, there is no right or wrong way to go about gathering a lot of people together for the goal of having an encounter uh, with God. Um, but I think we would probably both say at the Ridge, one of the things that we like to do is we like to have fun yeah, on purpose. Yeah, I think, and uh, I'm a slightly philosophical thought here. All right. So I think that part of the heartbeat behind what happens with this is that for the last, I couldn't give you a timeline, but I know that this to be true where people started to see 
Sunday service or, and for the most part, I would say Sunday service. I know we have a Thursday night, but most people would say Sunday service as their relationship with God, like as Mm -hmm. a big, almost the part of their relationship with God. And so when that experience is your view of God, that's where it tends to be like, okay, well, if that's your only view of God and that's always serious, um, then it makes sense that some of these elements, like people may get to a point where that's all they see a relationship with God being is only serious. And I think both of you and I would strongly agree that it would be very beneficial to like remove that concept from your mind and your heart to say, Hey, my relationship with Jesus is so much bigger and so much greater than just a a weekend service. Yeah. Your uh, faith is personal while also being communal. Uh, We were created for, for both to have personal connection with our creator and our God. Um, But the church definitely exists for uh, very important reasons. Um, And that's, you know, scripture would also tell us that that's uh, the greatest commandment. You know, somebody says uh, to Jesus in the new Testament, you know, what, uh, what do you say is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says in response to love God and to love your neighbor. Mm. Um, If that's not, you know, side by side, a personal faith and a faith within community. Um, yeah, he, he kind of laid it out for us. Jesus is yeah. good like that. He's always there for <laughs> Okay. So uh, then what, maybe let's dive into the opposite side, right? So we talked yeah. a little bit about the seriousness. Uh, like you mentioned, we, we do like to have fun. Uh, why do you feel like that's okay? And we can go even beyond like, hey, why is this beneficial? But even just starting off, like for somebody that has this natural tendency towards the like seriousness, the picture, maybe there's even a little bit of culture shock if you walk into the ridge and you're like, wait a minute, they're making jokes on stage, you know. (laughs) Some of them Um, are slightly inappropriate. Like, what's happening? Uh, So I have a, a couple thoughts. Um, you know, I, I've mentioned um, that God is a creative God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you see that when you open up your Bible to Genesis 1. The very first thing that God does is he creates. God is a creating God, and he is a creative God. You know, with we can see it with our own eyes all around us, all the things that God has given to us. One of those things is our emotion and our propensity for fun and laughter. Um, So because it is one of the things that God has built into the soul of humankind, it is one of the things that can be used in response to who he is. Um, Like you may not even know it, but there's Mm -hmm. a fair chance that experiencing joy, experiencing laughter and fun could be a way of having an encounter with God because he gave that to you. He gave you that emotion. And the other thing I'm thinking is uh, in part because of a lot of people having maybe either what they've seen in TV or movies or from having visited a church with a friend when they were younger, but never really had much association with church beyond that, or you did have uh, like a church upbringing early in your life, 
as a part of that uh, thing we were talking about, that more somber, reverent, yeah. structured uh, stuff is that uh, having fun is a way that we can connect together. Um, we can use means of uh, laughter and fun stories. Uh, I was thinking this, like, it, I mentioned that uh, songs is a way that we use to kind of connect everyone, as many people together all at once to have an encounter with God, like singing back to him who he is. Um, laughter is universal. You don't even need to speak the same language to understand someone is experiencing joy or fun. Like it, how wild is that? Yeah. Like fun, joy, and laughter, uh, goes across, um, all cultures, uh, all around the world. You know it when you see it, you know it when you hear it. And, uh, it's also contagious. Mm-hmm. Um, when we see someone experiencing fun, it kind of looks like something you want to be a part of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, as we approach our services here, uh, at the Ridge, um, the idea of fun is something we like to circle and say, are we creating opportunities where we can connect through laughter? If somebody's come into a service and uh, we like to use the metaphor of arms crossed, um, which is just kind of that visual of like, yeah, I'm here, but barely. You're just trying to show off your guns. Uh, uh, Or lack thereof. Uh, (laughs) I'm physically here, but mentally, spiritually, I may not even want to be here at all. Hmm. Um, It is uh, important to us to find ways to connect with uh, people that may be experiencing that in uh, a space that we're leading. And fun and laughter is such a great way to do that. Yeah. Well, and I think through, I don't know, my closest friendships. And uh, when you're really close with people, when you're connected with them well, uh, isn't that when you seem to have like the most, you have inside jokes, you have moments where you're laughing, you're having a good time, you're experiencing joy, you're connecting with them. And as we talk about this personal relationship with Jesus, I mean, if I'm laughing with someone, I'm connecting with them. Like maybe I just met them, we're laughing over something, even as like, man, how many, how many, feet of snow did you wade through today and you're laughing about that even this like little thing about the what the weather whatever it is you just get connected more and so if you're incorporating that as an element of your faith you know how much more are you going to be able to to connect with who jesus is as he like you mentioned he's the giver of good gifts and so if if you think laughter is a good thing which i mean maybe there's some like you know, ancient Stoics out there that are like, absolutely not. If you laugh, it's a, it's a terrible thing. It's like, I think for the most part, we're on board with laughter is good. Uh, and if he gave us that gift, why wouldn't it be something that we could use in conjunction with our, uh, connection with him, you know, and, and, uh, we don't, I mean, you talk about the concept of like, worshiping God 
And I think a lot of people carry this concept of what it means to worship, right? Whether you grew up in church or you didn't, you know, and you maybe you grew up in church, you hear the word worship and you immediately think, oh, it's I'm singing in church. Or you hear the word worship and you think, oh, they're like bowing down in this circle with cloaks on and there may be some sort of like sacrificial goat or something, you know? Uh, and that's what you think of when you think of worshiping something, right? Um, you think of the Indiana Jones movie and they're all Kali Ma, you know? Uh, that's that. <laughs> that's what your concept Great of worship reference. is. Thank you, thank you. In this moment, a wonderful reference right now. <laughs> I, I have this image in my mind right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think both you and I would agree. Worship is 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 so much bigger than that, and is uh, is not that. I mean, obviously, we'd say it's not the Indiana Jones thing, but. Um, you know, it's it's living a life where you're acknowledging how good and great God is, yeah. and um, laughter and joy is a, in my opinion, is a way to worship God. I mean, you look at the story of David in the Old Testament; he's dancing in the street and singing because that's how he's. You think he's having a bad time dancing? I don't think so. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, some interesting anecdotes to kind of go with that. When I went to uh, college, I went to a uh, uh, Midwest, uh, in the Midwest, there's a lot of uh, Christian colleges and uh, that's how a lot of people get equipped to go into ministry. So my degree is in uh, worship ministry, which is interesting in itself because the year I went to college, the degree had changed titles from uh, music ministry to worship ministry. Uh, basically to highlight what you're saying, that um, worship is so much more than music. Uh, so often in the church, we've kind of accidentally just kind of put those two things side by side, that worship is music, music is worship, you know, these these two things together. Uh, but again, just kind of talking about all, all the things that God has given to us, you know, anything can be a way to connect with God and connect with others. Um, you know, I... Uh, I often joke like if we if we felt like having a big barbecue together was the way we most connect with God all together, well then praise God. Let's have barbecue all the time. <laughs> um, but that's not how how a great big group of people all connect together. You know, uh, God has put something. Uh, I'm, I'm going like so like deep theology, but not having like Ooh. great rhetoric to, to pair it with because <laughs> I've already said it, but like the things that God has put into the soul of mankind, um, God has done something really unique and special with melody um, in, in the soul of, of humankind. There is something about musical melody that just makes our soul desire for connection like even songs that have nothing to do with God, when you hear it, you're like, I feel something mm. like that made me feel something. Mm. Um, those songs don't need to point to God and what you're feeling. You may not even associate with God. Uh, but in in my view of the world, I would say God put that there. God mm. created that in us. So I, I think for centuries the church has uh, just kind of put a pin into music 
and our ability to connect with God with as many people as possible in the same space and kind of paired those two things together because they do. Um, like God has created something really unique with mm. how to connect a lot of people around the same thing and what melody kind of does to us. Um, yeah. Like we feel it deeply and you don't even need to know how to read music to know how to sing, to know how to play an instrument, to like understand what I'm throwing down. I think we've all had little moments where, <laughs> we, you know, you hear a song and you're just, ah, I don't even know how to describe what I'm feeling right now because it, it's, you don't even know where to, what box to put it in because yeah. maybe it doesn't happen all that, all that often. But um, yeah, I, uh, so I'm, I'm drawn to that stuff. If, uh, if I can remember right, um, when I was in high school, as I was kind of coming into my own, in my faith, uh, our church went through uh, Rick Warren's Purpose Driven Life. Mm. And I know that probably sounds a little cliche. I think it's even used in a, a cliche sense in one of my favorite TV shows in The Office, like the Christian uh, portrayed on on uh, The Office says, you know, she would want uh, the Purpose Driven Life uh, on her desert island um, as like one of the five books she would have uh, until she died. And I think it's like there to be kind of made fun of, but the purpose driven life, like, uh, did some big things in my, my personal faith. And I want to say, I remember there was a story in it that talked about worshiping and everything that was this, um, uh, professional chef that, uh, would say that he worships God in how he cooks. Because he acknowledged that his ability to cook was given to him by God. He did not get to it on his own. His like propensity and desire toward it was not something that he, uh, you know, came up with on his own. Like it was built within him. And every time he cooked, which sounds a little strange maybe, was like his personal worship toward God. And that had like a big impression on me. I remember like uh, being in track in high school and like when I'd get in the blocks for a race, all of which I never got first place. I was always in the middle of the pack. pack. Anyway, but I would just sit there. I, I, it started to shift my mind and I would say, God, whatever this length that I'm about to run, I want it to be worshiped to you. That was like so foreign to me, mm -hmm. uh, but I just like kept doing it. And it got, like helped me collect an understanding that like I can worship God in anything. And you can worship God in your fun. You can worship yeah. God in your laughter. Uh, I think, and this is just like, because I think it's helpful discussion. Is there a line? Uh, well, what's the line <laughs> where yeah. we also don't want to take that necessarily like too far? You know, and I think we've had that, yeah. even that moment at the Ridge where we're talking through something and maybe we, we tried something in service and we're like, maybe that was a little bit, a little bit too far. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, several thoughts, um, doing something exclusively for the sake of fun might be a little on the selfish side of things. Hmm. Um, like I only want to do it because it will be fun, uh, may not have like a huge connection to God. Uh, I'm thinking particularly of programming with that. Uh, the other thing that uh, I think of, uh, I don't know why I have this image and I can't think of the character's name, but who's the bully in The Simpsons? Um, Nelson. Nelson. 
is he not known for his laughter? Like, I, I think everybody's hearing it in their head right now. You know, the, ha ha, yeah. uh, like that laughter is, uh, like in a, in an evil sense, you know, yeah. laughing at someone else's pain, mm. um, laughing, laughing at someone else's, uh, misfortune or, or something like that. That's probably not a good use of, of fun and laughter. You know, we think about, uh, you mentioned inside jokes, uh, mm you know, that, that is one of those ways that you can connect with people through like joy and, and fun. But if your inside jokes are called that because they are at the exclusion of people involved in that. Um, and I would say particularly within, you know, something where you're wanting to connect all together with people, anytime where you do something that may exclude some people probably isn't your best win. Yeah. In that scenario. Yeah. I think that's really good, you know, and you know, we, this is probably a whole different discussion, but just to throw it out there. I, and I think like with every good thing, you know, there are ways you can use it that aren't good, yeah. you know, and that's, that's true for all things. You know, you can be, there's medication that can be, you know, abused, like, right. That's, we just know that. And so, um, yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to linger on this because I don't think it's the point of our conversation, but I do think that, you know, there's, there's an element I want to like honor that side of things. So like what we're not saying is, oh, fun for the sake of fun or seeking after, uh, the Bible calls it pleasure, just seeking after pleasure as the best and greatest thing of your life is not what we're saying. We're saying when you are, you can connect with God through fun and through good things, and through being pleased by things. Um, but don't, we also don't want to use it in a way that is uh, going to stop that connection. Yeah. Uh, I can't uh, tell you where in scripture this is. I'd take a, a whack at it, but I don't want to be wrong. So I'm not even going to go for it. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I still even want to give my guess. Um, but in scripture, uh, it says, uh, there's a time for different things. There's a time for joy. Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a time for joy. There's a time for sorrow. Uh, there is a, a time for laughter. There's a time for lament, you know, saying to God, crying out to God, things aren't right. Um, so all things in moderation, uh, mm -hmm. Uh, I, I think that scripture would hint at uh, it's nuanced. You can't have all uh, and nothing of other things. Uh, so, yeah, uh, a fair mix of fun, a fair mix of seriousness um, is all in good balance. Yeah. Uh, I think this will come out of our, our conversation on this topic, but I'm curious if you just have a few thoughts if somebody's out there and they struggle with this concept, you know, uh, and they're like, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not really fully buying it. You know, I like have this view of church that it really should be more somber and serious. And, you know, if they're playing a song on stage, that is not a hymn or a, uh, directly song that's, designed to worship God, but maybe it's like a 
we'll say a soundtrack for a movie or something like that, right? Uh, and they're like, ah, I don't know about that. Or like maybe we do something like that is a fun thing that maybe connects us with a theme. And they're mm-hmm. like, ah, it seems like fun. And they're just like having a hard time like accepting that. Do you have any like thoughts or encouragement? I didn't realize that the bulk of our conversation is like trying to prove that. But is there anything that you think would help somebody that's really struggling with that concept? Possibly. Um, you know, here here we go again, that God is a creative God and he's creative. He's created everyone differently. Yeah. Uh, more than 8 billion people on earth, I think, no two are the same, um, except twins are pretty close. Um uh, I don't know why I threw that in there. It was it, the, they're still different people <laughs> with unique personalities. So yeah, I was yeah. like, no, don't say it. No, but I said yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and so uh, every everybody's a little bit different. Not everyone is going to be drawn to joy, laughter, and fun one hundred percent of the time. Hmm. Uh, you know, especially within the context of a church service with a large group of of people and everybody being a little bit different. Uh, I think there's more than this, but I, I I think of two groups of people that there are a lot of people that are like deep feelers, um, uh, not in an unhealthy way, but like led by emotions. Uh, emotion has a lot to do with uh, how they interact and how they act. Um, and those are people probably drawn a lot more toward joy and laughter and other emotions. Uh, and then there's other people that I think are more intellectual. Uh, worshipers. Maybe some people would call them a little bit more stoic um, or or something like that. I don't want stoic to be a negative connotation or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I think there are some people that are just not as drawn to uh, laughter and fun moment and spot and everything. Uh, and I would just say, that's okay. You don't need to be who you aren't and who you feel you aren't. And in the same way that singing does not draw 100% of people in a room around the same connection to God, uh, neither does laughter and fun. Uh, so don't feel like you're doing something wrong if yeah. something that's funny to a lot of people doesn't connect with you. Yeah, I would just offer that. Yeah, and I mean, it's... It's also okay if there are parts of a of a service or something like that where like you feel like oh I don't know if this is 100% for me in this moment. You know, you know, maybe this is for the person you brought with you and you invited with you. Yeah. You know. Uh and that's okay. In fact, maybe that's that that was maybe that was by design that we're like this is that person's arm crossing moment and maybe that would be super impactful for them. And part of your celebration, and maybe it's even, don't want to make this overly holy, you know what I mean? But maybe it's, okay, I'm not connecting with it. I say a quick prayer. Gosh, I hope somebody, this is going to be meaningful for the person that this connects with, and God really uses that. Um, I think that's a really great perspective to have because, you know, it's going to happen often where you feel like something that is happening uh, within a church gathering doesn't really connect with you. 
Um, but if you've come into that gathering with the right motivations of this is about God and others and not about me and what I want and what I get from it, um, then there's a chance that you could take joy in the fact that knowing God is using that opportunity to connect with others if it doesn't connect with you. And that be not a matter that you're just like, oh, I can be content or I can settle with yeah. that, but rather be grateful that God is big enough to connect with both you and others, even if something doesn't particularly uh, draw you in. And, and what a cool, like to me, that takes a very like humble, mature, uh, really selfless type of mentality to do that. And what a cool, like, what a cool thing to be able to strive for that and use that as an opportunity to grow in that area. Yeah, for sure. Like, for example, I'm thinking, and here's a nice little segue for us. Um, I'm thinking this weekend, right, we're doing the Super Showdown, which is heavily like inspired by the Super Bowl, football, football. Um, and maybe Trademark. you're not a sports person at all. You know, like you hear football and you're like, well, maybe I'll watch because, you know, T-Swift's up there. Great. Awesome. You know. Uh, or you won't because she is. Yeah. Well, Judge Mullen. polarizing topic, right? Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're, we're not, we're actually not going to dive into that. Um, that's okay. Um, but that still doesn't mean that that's still an opportunity. Like, Hey, they're probably doing this because lots of people are, and they want to connect that way. Uh, so with that in mind, super showdown is coming this weekend, Showdown, which is designed with this kind of the heartbeat of this whole thing in mind. Like, how do we connect something we enjoy, we're entertained by, we like, so many people love. I mean, NFL is watched by so many, so many people. Um, and how do we connect that thing and have a lot of fun and do it in a way that really honors and helps us grow in our connection with God? Yeah. Well, as we think about Sue Showdown and uh, people think about coming to a service that's like, man, I don't know what to expect with this. Like it's Super Bowl Sunday. This, the church is going to be doing this whole Super Bowl themed thing without saying Super Bowl, because you don't want to get a copyright issue going on. Um, <laughs> Superb and, owl. Yeah. Yeah. It's a deep cut. There you go. A deep cut. Yeah. Uh, you know, there it might be thinking like, yeah, this, the, this is going to be a completely different service. Like we're not going to do anything like what we, I, I would expect a, a church service to have. Um, we're going to have all the usual elements as a part of the service. Like the super showdown is a preaching competition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, man. the word of God will be spoken yeah. and you may even grow from something that was shared uh, with a heart for beating the other team. <laughs> um, who who would have thought? And uh, we're even going to spend some time singing to God. There's, uh, you know, it's not going to be uh, uh, things that you might describe as irreverent. 
It's not going to be things that you would discuss, uh, describe like uh, not a church service at all. <laughs> yeah. Things like that. Um, there's going to be a lot of elements um, that help point us toward God yeah. with a lot more fun cooked in than usual. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a great example. Like if, if there's a midpoint, right, where, you know, um, that sweet balance of like, yeah, we're enjoying it. We're full of joy, but we're also having these, maybe there's this song that's super serious and heartfelt and helps us connect with these these hard, challenging themes. Um, and there's this spectrum along what a service can look like. We definitely have services where it may tend towards that more serious, like, gosh, this is a hard topic and we're going to let ourselves go there. We're going to discuss something challenging. We're going to challenge ourselves and others as they're here. And we're going to be like, look, this is, this is real and it's hard, but we're going to go there. Um, and then I think it's fair if we're going to be able to go to that side, we should also be able to go the other side where we're like, we're really going to lean into the joy and the laughter and the connecting with God in a way that's like really cool and unique. Um, and frankly, makes it a lot more approachable for somebody who's just not quite there in their faith journey where, you know, it, it's okay for them not to be there. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I would say to uh, everybody who's listening or watching that is going to be in attendance uh, at uh, Oak Creek Franklin or Greenfield campuses the weekend of the Super Bowl, come expectant for two things, to have an encounter with God and have a lot of fun. I mean, I'd, I'd follow that with encouragement. Like if you have somebody that uh, you, man, or you're really hoping is going to find Jesus, that you've been contemplating inviting them, you've been contemplating like, gosh, I, I really want them to experience the hope of Jesus. Uh, this is one of those weekends where they're going to see a service and say, okay, church isn't necessarily always what I've pictured in my mind it can be. And Jesus isn't this unapproachable person he had dinner and laughed and he went to weddings and celebrations and feasts and that Jesus is there too. And, uh, it's just going to be, I think really approachable and a great chance to like, okay, these are absolutely elements of a service, but I don't feel like I need to, uh, be all the way there with my faith journey yet. Yeah. So, this is definitely uh, a very invite-worthy uh, weekend uh, for somebody like uh, your one or a friend that you might think of as far from God. Uh, it's one of the weekends where you could say, like, come have some fun with me. And interestingly enough, you're going to be going to a church service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, is there any closing thoughts as we kind of wrap this up, Evan? Yeah. Uh, I had one random little thought and it's on the personal side of things. So you can decide to leave this in if you want or not. But um, this will come to no surprise to you or others who've gotten a chance to get to know me either a little bit, little bit or a lot of it uh, that I have a propensity for uh, fun and laughter. 
Um, I thank God has created me that way. I could tell you a plethora of stories in my upbringing where my parents, I think, got more on the worried side of things like, hey, <laughs> I think this kid's going to be in prison. Um, because I just, I wanted to goof off. Like I am the epitome of the class clown in school growing up and all that good stuff. And I think as I was getting a little bit older in high school, uh, you know, being known for these kinds of things, somebody asked me the question, like, you know, why, why do you do this stuff? Like, do you like attention? Um, and, uh, it kind of felt like accusatory a little mm. bit. Like, what are your motives yeah. when you do this stuff? And I didn't have a good answer at mm. the time. Um, I think I don't recall my answer. I recall the question, but I don't recall my answer. Maybe it was something like, I just like to make people laugh. People laughing is is great. Like, mm. I, I love to live for that. Uh, and then several years ago, I was at a conference and I heard a comedian speak and it would be me just like me to have something life altering said from a comedian uh, that I received from a comedian. And uh, he was taught, you know, he was telling some really awesome stories and jokes. And he talked about how he uh, as like this is his profession, what he does to make a living for him and his family. Uh, he's a comedian, but he likes to go to uh, prisons and uh, do free shows. He does not ask for payment for those things. And uh, the bomb that he dropped that had such an impression on me was um, when people laugh because of something that you've done or said, it's not that you've made them laugh. You've given them an opportunity to laugh. And I think we can all level on this, that every day can have its moments of seriousness, all the things that we balance in our lives between family dynamics, uh, the demands of our jobs, our relationships, our finances. I mean, you can go into dozens of categories like we carry, we carry a heavy weight on our shoulders every day with all the pressures of the lives that we live. Um, and there's in a lot of ways, there's not a whole lot we can do about many of those. Um, but fun and laughter is one of the ways that is weight that makes some of that lighter on our shoulders. And I believe that God has given us that uh, that when we experience joy and laughter, um, those are not by chance. Those are not, um, you know, because you just happen to experience something. But uh, when we're around people that make us laugh, uh, we've been given great opportunities to step out of all of the things that weigh us down heavily and lighten that load. And uh, I like to think that uh, I don't like to do a bunch of things that make people laugh. I like to do a bunch of things that give people an opportunity to laugh. Um, so 
take that for the day. See if you level with that. Um, if you're just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone. Uh, dude, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I would not demean it that way. You know, that is. I'm uh, thinking. You're just Adam giving somebody Amber. an opportunity to laugh. That's good. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm thinking of an Adam Sandler movie. Like, we are all now dumber from having heard yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, no, I, I think what you just described is uh, the Bible talks about frequently this idea that Jesus came to give us an abundant life. Mm. And, uh, you know, part of that, a huge part of that, obviously forgiveness of sins, but abundant life is more, uh, than just that. It's also being able to experience all the good that God has given us. Mm. And I think that's a beautiful picture of like, that is an, that is an example of an abundant life. Uh, really, the hope, you know, that we talk about the hope of Jesus, that is a piece of experiencing life with the hope of Jesus. So thanks, Evan. Thanks for chatting with me about this. It was a super fun conversation about fun. So that's a nice little, that's a nice little ring to it, but thanks for sharing. Thanks for chatting with us through uh, with us. And, and thanks for all of your work on, on bringing those elements to help us be able to uh, really connect with God through fun and joy and laughter to services and conversations like these. So thank you. You bet. I sure hope that this content is hopeful and helpful. Well, that was my conversation with Evan. And I think my biggest takeaway really is the attitude that we go to a church service with. You know, if we view it as a way to connect with God and the gifts that he's given us, it can really open us up to experiencing just what he has for us in a whole new way. So I'd encourage you to explore that idea as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ridge Podcast. And make sure to follow and subscribe so that you don't miss any hopeful and helpful conversations.